morning, everyone. The title of this talk this morning is Playful Conflict. I was reflecting on what it was like to be an adolescent <coughs> many years ago. And um, I don't know what your experience was like being an adolescent, but being an adolescent boy growing up on the northern beaches of Sydney and going to a, um, a, boy, a, a boy's high school is that what, what's part of the, the jungle of that experience is um, bullying and being bullied. And, um, and it's both. Um, it, it, it amuses me that I, as a psychologist to see so many people coming in to see you who tell you that they were bullied at school. And I believe that they were. But no one ever comes in and says that they're a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was bullied. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and I don't quite believe that. And um, when I look back on my adolescent years, I was both. I can see times where I was bullied by other other people, and where I was a bully. And uh, the thing is, is that bullying doesn't necessarily just take on the form of um, physical aggression or even. Um, verbal insults even, you know, um, bullying can take on the, um, the form of being um, intellectually superior or arrogant in your body language or in your facial gestures, you know, contemptuous eye-rolling, sarcasm, all of those things can be a form of, of um, bullying as well. The guy who throws the punch looks like he's the guy who's the bully, but there's often a lot more going on than that. I want to reflect back on it now. Um, I mean, I think ever since I took up Zen practice, I, I never really get um, bullied by anyone. Um, and hopefully I don't do any bullying either. But all of that sort of, that sort of conflict of adolescence just doesn't seem to be a part of my life anymore. Now, one of the most... One, in terms of dealing with conflict, which we'll get to, I guess one of the most important things in living a Zen life, you know, which is a life lived in harmony with the way things are, is that you prevent conflict from occurring in the first place. And the way that we basically prevent conflict from occurring in the first place in the way that we... I'm talking about... I'm not talking about political conflict, I'm talking about more personal conflict and people you come across in family, community, friends, everyday public life and so on. But you could apply it to the larger stage. But um, if, you, if you practice the precepts of Zen, um, then that in itself, you, if you embody that in your life and you really commit to them, you're probably going to prevent a lot of conflict from occurring in the first place because if you carry through and, and embody those precepts, then you, you present yourself in a way which is humble rather than arrogant, you're not trying to be right all the time or ram your views down other people's throat. Right? And it's respectful. You're creating a, a respectful interaction with the way that you engage with other people. So if that's what your commitment is as to how, how you relate to others and you do that, 
Well, you probably are going to prevent a lot of conflict from arising in the first place. But, having said that, you could be the most humble and respectful person in the world. That doesn't mean the conflict is not going to come your way or verbal attacks aren't going to, to come your way. And what I want to talk about is what is the same way of working with that when that actually occurs to you. And I want to draw um, particularly on the principles of Aikido, which is a, a non-violent form of um, martial art. Um, and you can, you'll see that the principles of it are actually very much in alignment with the Zen practice. But what happens um, if we are, say, verbally criticised or attacked by someone, someone we know or a stranger or whatever, what are the most common kind of reactions that human beings have? Well, they're the, they're the survival mechanisms. Threat comes in and we either fight or we flee. And the other one that we forget about, which happens quite a lot as well as we freeze. Those, those are, they're the three basic instinctual kind of reactions that we have. And, and there's some people who um, have an attitude um, that they carry around with them in their life, uh, where life is a battleground. And it's not like they've almost always got their suit of armour on, ready, ready for a fight. You know, soon they, they, they think that life is not harmonious, but a battle. And they're, 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 they're ready to fight all the time at the drop of a hat. Verbally, you know, um, not just physically. And then you'll get people who their, their instant reaction to any kind of conflict coming their way is just to run up and hide or submit and become submissive. Um, or to freeze, you know, and to freeze is just kind of like um, a rabbit in the headlight kind of response. You don't do anything, you just kind of, you know, someone that criticizes and you just go, <laughs> Nothing happens. But obviously none of those basic survival mechanisms are skillful means for dealing with verbal conflict. Um, they're, they're just uh, they're, they're reactions. Mm -hmm. And all of our Zen practice, all of our, our mindfulness practice is to, is to see what happens within the gap of stimulus and response. Stimulus coming in is the attack coming into you. Instead of a knee-jerk reaction of just fight back and um, or run away or freeze, what else can we do? Mindfulness gives us that skill to pause between the stimulus and the response. Okay, well, this is coming my way. Now, what do I, what do I need to do about it? Is the pause comes in before the reaction happens. Um, now, I might, may dare say that I think the, the vast majority of people who come to Buddhist centres and learn meditation are, are not people who are um, aggressive. I think if, if there is a, a trend, um, I think that people who practice meditation and so on are peace-loving, harmonious-loving people, if anything, have a tendency to be conflict-avoidant. 
and to want to run away from it, avoid it at any kind of cost. But that's not skillful. It doesn't work. And it doesn't necessarily lead to um, less conflict. Sometimes, of course, it might be the skillful thing to avoid conflict as a strategy. You know, maybe that's in the, in the stimulus coming in. Maybe that's one of the one of the best responses in that situation, not to um, challenge or escalate or whatever. But as a knee-jerk reaction, just to avoid conflict is not is not skillful. So, if we look at um, the principles of Aikido, and there are books now written called Verbal Aikido. Uh, to deal with not actually physically fighting with someone or grappling with someone, but how to deal with the exchange in, in conversation or verbal communication. And the basic principles are, one is, number one is the inner smile, which I'll explain. Two is destabilising. And three is rebalancing. So the inner smile is actually, when actually an attack comes your way, a verbal attack or criticism, whatever, or a conflict or a challenge even comes your way, you welcome it with an inner smile. The inner smile is welcoming. Ah, this is what life presents in this moment. Ah, right? Now, it's not a good idea probably to have an outward smile because (laughs) the other person might experience that as mocking them or whatever, right? But it's the inner smile, it's, it, it's, that, it's that turning around in, into welcoming. I mean, that's what, we, that's what we're here doing, training in, uh, you know, is, is to welcome everything that happens. Um, if conflict happens, if attack happens, then welcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a certain kind of way of welcoming. And I guess in, um, I haven't done martial arts training at all in my life, but um, from what I see, you know, if um, in, in martial arts, if someone comes at you with an attack, then you stay centred and grounded, you know, and, and there's a sense of being present to the other person. In an interpersonal exchange, I guess it's making eye contact often, not staring at the person in an aggressive manner, but it's, it's maintaining some kind of um, eye contact and and you can tell it in someone's presence you know if a challenge or an attack comes your way and there's a sense of oh just welcome it come in at first rather than going into some reactive position I must say too um, one of my, my best role models in life for dealing with conflict is my dog and um, and he's a very friendly dog with other dogs. Like, he'll always go up and sniff them and, you know, they, and have a good time. 99% of the time, it's a, it's a friendly interaction. Occasionally, he'll, he'll go, you know, he'll start, you know, engaging with another dog. And the other dog becomes snarly and aggressive to him. And he doesn't cower. He just immediately goes into this, like, goes into stance. He goes into a stance. And... Um, and he doesn't even necessarily bite back then. He just goes into his stance, like I'm not going to just sort of roll over and be submissive so you can bite me. Um, and if another dog then really, really 
um, engages with him in a fight, he'll stand his ground, and then, but he stops as soon as it's, he needs to. Uh, very proud of him. It's a good role model. Not just rolling over into defeat, but it's like, oh, you know, it's like I'll be present to this and see what happens when it comes in. And uh, so, first of all, we need to welcome conflict if it actually um, happens to us. Um, the destabilising, apparently in, in physical Aikido, if someone comes towards you um, in, in an attack, you go to their side. You don't just stand there in front of them to be attacked, you go to the side. So in, that's in, in the physical sense, it's destabilising. Um, in verbal attacks, what the equivalent is, someone comes um, towards you with some kind of verbal aggression or attack, and, and the, the equivalent of that at that emotional level is empathising. You know, it's like, like to acknowledge that they're angry or they're angry about something and to just to acknowledge it in an empathic kind of way. That often destabilises people and takes the wind out of their sail. And then the final act of rebalancing is that, and this is, this is very Zen-like as well as Aikido-like, the rebalancing is that there's no winners and losers. Right? Someone attacks you, then from a Zen perspective or an Aikido perspective, you're, you're not ending up the winner. You're coming back to harmony again. Right? So you, you, you're both coming back to a sense of dignity together, right? rather, rather than winners and losers. Um, when someone becomes an attacker, they're, they're, they've overreached themselves in some way. They're, they're not stable and they're, they're out of harmony with the way things are. So then your challenge is to bring them back to a sense of balance and harmony again and bring your sense, yourself back to a sense of balance and harmony. So it's true in Aikido. You could say it's equally as true you know, as a Zen practitioner. That's what you want to do. Um, I'll give you an example once. Once when I was um, um, a Zen student at the Sydney Zen Centre, um, there was a visiting teacher giving a talk and so there was a lot of people who came and, and, and the people who came, you know, parked their cars in all of the various places they could close to the Zen Centre. And, um, and I was actually not in on the talk, it was really crowded. I, was just, I think I was outside in the waiting area looking after some kids or something, doing childminding or whatever. Anyway, this guy stormed into the room off the street, you know, like really, really angry and said, who's in charge here? I need to speak to who's in charge. And I said, well, I'm not in charge, but I'll speak to you if you like. He said, well, my mother lives just down the road there and she can't park her car anyway because all of you selfish people, Zen people, have, you know, just park your cars anyway. No one can park here. And so I just empathised. That must be really hard for your mum, you know, too you know that she can't park anywhere, do you know? And then, and then it kind of took the wind out of his sails because he was, you could see he was coming in really bruising for a fight. You mm -hmm. just empathise with someone, it kind of takes the wind out of their sails. And then, and then I started saying, well, you know, maybe we could get someone to move a car or whatever. 
but he actually wasn't interested in that. He was just fuming, and he walked out the door. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> But you can defuse the situation through those welcoming it, um, not reacting to it in a running away, fighting style, but just being alongside the person to begin with. To be balanced about this, um, to look at it the other way around, um, where I was the attacker in a, in a situation. I remember going to, um, I think it was a, a concert somewhere like the Sydney showground or whatever, and we went to park our car in a in a big car park outside. And as we came in, um, then the sign on it said settles like something like about a hundred dollars to park there. Yeah. And I was really angry about it, but you know, you didn't know what the price was. And then once you sort of committed, you know, you had to pay this outrageous sum. So when when it came up to pay the um, the attendant, I, I, I said to the attendant, taking the moment, this is outrageous, do you know, you can't do this to people. And he said back to me, yeah, it's really outrageous, do you know, <laughs> it's really terrible what they're doing, it's really unfair, they shouldn't do it. And it took the wind out of my sail. <laughs> but, well, well, you know, I was expecting a fight, you know, handed over my hundred dollars. <laughs> and I, I laughed almost immediately afterwards because he was so skillful in, in, um, in um, taking the wind out of myself. That was, that was very, very skillful, I thought. Um, but that's how it kind of works. And uh, um, so conflict is a part of life. Do you know, it's con conflict arises in, in marriage relationships, which, which I deal with professionally all the time. It happens in families, it happens in communities. It happens on the road, it happens just randomly in the street. Um, and if we come back to our, our basic principles of Dharma practice, you know, is that um, uh, attachment and aversion create our kind of ego identity in the difficulties in our life. Uh, well, attachment in this sense, you know, can be a aggression. Do you know, some people some people want drama, some people want to create conflict, they sort of thrive off it. Um, we need to be aware of that side of ourselves, that self-righteous side, you know. But we also equally need to be aware of the side that has aversion. And conflict avoidance is aversion. Conflict's part of life. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's just challenging but it's a part of life. And if you think being a good Buddhist is just running away from conflict, well, that's, that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's not what it's about. Neither is it being aggressive. It's neither of those two. Um, so we have to find more skillful ways that come out of our practice of actually addressing it when it comes. So those Aikido principles are very, very skillful, I think, when we bring it to verbal um, conflict, welcoming it, um, empathising, um, restoring balance where there's, where there's dignity again to both people are the important principles by which we can practically use our Zen practice in everyday life. One final statement which is a 
statement, I think, made by the founder of Aikido. If you want to grow, you have to love the truth more than you love your own faith, as in losing faith. If you want to grow, you have to love the truth more than you love your own faith. Mm 